This is the moment we've been waiting for. The present day. Daniel LaRusso's gonna fight? Daniel LaRusso's gonna fight! Now isn't this what it's all about? You know it! Welcome to another exciting episode of the TomCast Podcast. This is issue 112, and this is going to be a different one, folks. Let me tell you that right off the bat. If someone was able to go back in time and tell me that, hey, that podcast that you're thinking about starting, one day you're going to record an episode about not only The Karate Kid, but its spinoff streaming series, Cobra Kai... I would have laughed in their face. But that's exactly what we're doing on today's episode of the TomCast Podcast. We're talking about Cobra Kai. Because Cobra Kai never die. And that's what we are going to do on this show. We are never going to die. You're with us forever. But before we dive into this specific Cobra Kai-focused episode, let's get through all of the particulars of the show first. Let's introduce our social media content. We are at TomCast Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. You can email the show at TomCastPodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to become an official member of Pophead Nation, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast, where you will get access to all kinds of super cool bonus content, which is what it's all about. It's all about getting access to the bonus content. So sign up and hang out with super cool Pophead members like the Aspinel Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. He is the co-host on The Ringing Ear, a fantastic music podcast that I highly recommend. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, and the New Jer- and, excuse me, and the New Jersey Devil himself, Mark Wegemer. Thank you all so much for being Patreons of the TomCast Podcast. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you, thank you, thank you. And finally, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, whatever platform it is you like. Make sure you're listening to us, listening to us on it, and uh, specifically for Apple Podcasts. Leave us those five-star reviews. They go a really, really long way to helping us out. Get the get the word out about this this podcast and all the fun stuff we're doing and talking about on this show. So yes, I have a special podcast for you guys today. With uh, we're gonna we're gonna link up with our friend Reagan, who is now the co-host of his own podcast, uh, the Come On It's So Good podcast, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit as we get linked up with Reagan. Uh, but I, I needed Reagan to come on the show because I needed someone uh, to be of my age group for this episode. I love Roger. Roger's got all, and Roger's got the martial arts history too, but he's a little bit younger. So I needed someone who has the Karate Kid uh, kind of like woven into his, his his 80s DNA. And Roger, not being born until 89, does not have uh, Karate Kid woven into his DNA in the, quite the same way. But Reagan does. So we're going to talk about it. And Reagan is actually the first guy who put me onto the show uh, back when it was just on YouTube TV. So I did kind of, I felt like I did kind of owe it to him a little bit to get him back on talking about this show and uh, also talking about what, what he's doing on his podcast. So I hope you guys are ready. Uh, again, Cobra Kai is, uh, it's taking over the world now that, it, now that it's on Netflix. We talked about it a few weeks ago uh, when, the, when the transition was coming up, when it was going to debut on Netflix at the end of August. 
Uh, and it's become the number one streaming show on Netflix for the last two or three weeks, whatever it's been, I guess, I guess two weeks officially. And, um, yeah, everyone's watching it. Everyone's talking about it, at least in, in my circles. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun to see. I binged the crap out of it uh, that, that initial weekend. I think I wrapped up the two seasons, 10 episodes apiece. I think I watched all two seasons in about four days. But I know people who did it a heck of a lot faster than that. So, yeah, it, it was all-consuming. And uh, uh, by all rights, that this show is, is uh, vastly superior to, to what I would have expected it to be. You know, I, I wondered if maybe it was going to play on nostalgia and just kind of be like a paycheck, but it's not. It's so good. It's done with such uh, care and attention to details, and the character development arcs are so uh, complex and nuanced that it's, it's a show that uh, immediately got its hooks into me, and I was captivated from start to finish. And that's why we're kind of doing this uh, on the sp- kind of like on the on the spur, you know. This wasn't in the in the in the cards initially. Like going into Labor Day weekend, I was like, oh, I got to get in in a in a in a special podcast. Uh, no, I just was all consumed with Cobra Kai, and so I wanted to make this happen and, and get this out to you guys. Uh, we're dropping. I'm recording this on Sunday with Reagan, so I think we're gonna drop this probably on Tuesday until after the holiday. But then Roger and I are gonna get back in, back to business as usual uh, later in the week. All right, so let's link up with Reagan and, and talk about this show that, like I said, is just so much better than I ever thought it would and could be. And uh, and uh, and I hope that you guys are having a chance to check it out. And if you haven't checked it out just yet, I hope that uh, Reagan and I are able to provide you guys and gals with you 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 fine folks, I should say, in a more you know neutral terminology. Uh, that, that this gets you fired up, gets you excited to watch what I think is a really really well done. Uh, a show about karate kids, basically. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that with Reagan. So let's uh, let's let's do what we always do on the Tomcast podcast, where we buckle up, we hold on to our butts, and we buckle up again. Because uh, yeah, this is gonna be a roundhouse kick to the face of an episode. Get ready. And then send it to the internet. Joining me now via the Skypes is Reagan, our good friend of the podcast, who now has a podcast of his own. The Come On, It's Still Good podcast. Reagan, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. And uh, it's the undefeated podcast host, Reagan. That's true. You are you are uh, uh, four for four so far. You're batting a thousand on your on your own podcast, but you do have co-hosts, right. so it's not like you're going up against yourself. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Although they they don't always see eye to eye with the correct view in life. But this, it's your podcast is is very much a family affair because you do it with your brothers. Which sounded I do, weird. I do. That, that sounded weird. You do it with your brothers. I apologize, but you do the podcast <laughs> with your brothers. Yes, we we are. I have two of the best co-hosts in the world, and they happen to be related to me. So they're, they're, so they're, yeah. they're obligated by blood to to do the podcast. Yes, I I force them because uh, if you for most people who hang out with us, we have a very specific language where we just yell movie quotes at each other and fight about. What movies are good and what movies are now suck that we liked? <laughs> and so with COVID, we can't get together as much. We decided that we should do a podcast where we decide which movies are still great. And so far, everything I've picked is still great. Yes, uh, I'm very intrigued by the episode you have coming up because uh, it, it it this this is possibly one that could ruffle some feathers. We'll see how it goes. It is. We we picked Crawl that will be out. Uh, the time of recording this will be out Wednesday. Wednesday, nice. And it's my opinion that movie is fantastic. Oh. It's a fun podcast. Why don't you share share the social medias with everybody? 
Oh, yes. We are at uh, cosigpod.com. That's C-O-I-S-G pod. And then we're at cosigpod on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to give us a follow, you can see what movies we're doing and what movies we've done in the past. Yeah, and uh, I, I, so far with the movies, I'm on your side. I uh, I also agree that the four you've done thus far uh, are still they still hold up nicely. I uh, <laughs> I have to admit I am intrigued to potentially rewatch Crawl before listening to your show though because it has been a minute. <laughs> well, I can send it to you if you want to watch it. I got a free. I still got a game or uh, not a Game Pass. Uh, a share with uh, movies anywhere. I can send that to you. I, I might be. I might be up for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we, listen. I I invited you onto this podcast for a, a pretty specific reason, but mostly because a you are of the '80s like myself. Uh, I am. But also, like you were one of the first guys on to Cobra Kai. Like when it debuted on YouTube TV, you know, you hit me up and you're like, "This show is really good." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's on YouTube. I don't care." That's exactly what you said to me, <laughs> and I died a little inside because. <laughs> I'm one of eight people who own YouTube TV. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> and, the, and, and I know I, like, oh. and I know two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, this is great. <laughs> this is our own little secret. And now, on one hand, I'm glad it's been released to the world so everyone else can see the wonderfulness that is this show. Mm-hmm. But it was nice, you know, being on the inside, being like <laughs> VIP. Yeah, it's only like, I knew how great Cobra Kai was. Yeah, it's, it's it's like when you're you're a teenager and you think you found like this really great band, you know, and then they get really popular and you're like, "Fuck, that sucks." <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I never got that. Like, when, or like uh, your your favorite sports team wins a championship and then everyone starts repping them and you get annoyed by that. Right, right, right. Because right. they weren't there through the down years, and it's just like, let's just love everything. Like, yeah, plenty of room on the bandwagon, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Trust me, there's going to be a lot more downtime. Well, trust uh, trust me when I say that the Cobra Kai bandwagon is uh, uh, enormous at this point now. I mean, everybody I know is watching this show on Netflix. And it's, I, I rewatched it, the whole show, in preparation for this in three days. Yeah, you, you know, you mentioned, like, oh, yeah, let me go back and kind of revisit some of the episodes. I was like, some? You're going to watch all of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I murdered that show, and I was like, I forgot how much I enjoy it. The, the 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 first season uh, in particular is just i mean it's almost perfect it's it's utterly captivating from from the very beginning of the show it's it's just enough nostalgia and it's done in such a clever way like uh with the with the same music cues from the movie mm-hmm. and you know like i love hearing cruel summer it's a great song <laughs> oh don't even. I, I'm jumping way ahead, but like the, 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 the use of that song at the end of season two. Oh boy. Oh, I know, I know. That's exactly <laughs> the version I was thinking of too. Oh boy. Like, oh, with Johnny on the beach, like you're like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, this we, shit's getting real. We're, we're, gonna, we're jumping way. Ahead. Yeah, and we're, we're gonna try our best to avoid like any major spoilers, but we are gonna have to talk about some elements of, of the story in, in, in general here. So, because I, you know, I, I, I want to encourage anyone out there who hasn't quite committed to Cobra Kai to to, to pull the trigger. And, and just sit there and, and be enthralled and, and blown away that like uh, again I don't I don't think necessarily you and I just because we're from 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 the eighties like it's not just for us I mean this show has multi generational appeal to it with with the younger kids in the show yeah who uh, aren't especially the, the way they um, talk about like bullying especially the way Johnny is at the beginning of the show and the way he talks to people 
yeah. in 2018. Let, let, let's talk about Johnny. Actually, before we even kind of dive into the show, I have to ask you uh, one question that might spin out into two questions. But gotcha. first question, and I know you I know you have a thought on this. Does this show exist solely because of Neil Patrick Harris on How I Met Your Mother? Oh, there's a good chance that there's a lot of that. Like, it's as a guy who loved most of How, How I Met Your Mother, uh, one of the worst series finales of all time. <laughs> well, we don't have to go all down time. that road. But, uh, but for anyone oh, who... I could I could riff on that. Like, oh, hate it, hate it. For anyone who doesn't but... know what we're talking about, though, uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character, Barney, adv- is a huge advocate of the theory that Johnny is actually the Karate Kid and Daniel LaRusso... Rousseau, excuse me, is the bully, the antagonist of the entire motion picture. And, and when he has that conversation with um, the mother, and he's telling like his version of the first movie, <laughs> you're like, yeah, man, the Russo's a little dick. <laughs> you're right, and uh, you know, obviously, the theory is perpetuated on the internet as well over like the last five, six years. Yeah, uh, and you know, you 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 watch the evidence, and it's all there, and you're like. God, maybe, maybe Daniel was the instigator of everything. What, one hundred percent? So I, I think that makes for uh, in going. You know, excuse me, I'm kind of stuttering here a little bit. But as you kind of think about that 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 point of view for Johnny and for and Daniel Russo's character, and then you go into Cobra Kai, where you kind of get to see both sides of the situation, particularly from Johnny's in, in the in the early episodes of, of season one. Uh, I thought it was really, really great, and especially the the take on Johnny is like he just kind of peaked in '84 and yeah. just kind of decided to live mentally in 1984 still. Well, I, I he still has all the clothes that he wore in the first movie, <laughs> right. and I was like, no, I call bullshit on that. Like, no <laughs> one has clothes for 30 years. <laughs> well, also, he's driving the same car. He's got the Trans Am. Like the car, I get. I get the car. It's a classic. He told you. It's it's a class it's a piece of shit by this point so it's like it's not like he kept it up. No, I mean the car and the car in a lot of senses is like a metaphor for him. I mean it's just it yeah. you know, once was great now beaten and worn down and just kind of hanging on for dear life because that, that's where yeah. we find Johnny very much you know peaked out you know in the in the eighties uh, you know kind of lives in his perpetual glory days is insanely out of touch with the modern world. Which I, I can't believe, especially living in, like, California. It's not like he's in the Midwest or something. Well, I mean, he's a drunk. I mean, right. It's possible I he mean, missed most of the 90s, but he's just being an alcoholic. But he never got on the internet. <laughs> Potential spoilers. Calm down. He, right. he just really likes watching Iron Eagle and VHS on an old TV. Loves Iron Eagle. Loves it. <laughs> Loves it so much. But I, I thought it was a really great way to kind of uh, see how the, the sort of... Uh, um, the our our mental image of Johnny from original Karate Kid has now shifted, where he's he's not the privileged white kid anymore. He's kind of down and out. He's much more blue collar. He's he's a you know a, a, a handyman basically. A, a, mm-hmm. You know, and it very again very much the opposite of where we left him the last time we saw him. At the, which he was only in the beginning of Karate Kid Two, right? Like after that, he was done yeah. with the series. Yeah, that was it. And we're, you know, yeah, he get he gets beat up real bad. Yeah, by his sensei. By Crease. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we're talking about uh, William Zabka, of course, plays the, the awesome yeah. awesome Cobra Kai legend Johnny himself. Yeah. And uh, for a guy who drinks as much as he does, he, he's in really good shape. Yeah, yeah. Especially for a man of advanced year, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be like in his 50s, right? 
Yeah. Oh, I would I would assume because Karate Kid was what eighty four. Eighty four. Well, it's probably, 84 it was is, is the tournament. But I think the movie was out like 85, 86, something like that. Yeah, okay. So I, you gotta, he wasn't a teenager then. Right, no. I think he was 20 when he, when he made Karate Kid. Yeah. I think I looked that up before we did the show. Yeah, because I know Ralph Macchio was in his 20s also. But he looked like – he still looks great. But he looked like you know a 15-year-old scrawny kid. Right. Yeah, so so catching up with Johnny at at the beginning of in the first episode of Cobra Kai, um, I, I think it does a really good job of making you sympathetic for him, but also kind of seeing um, how the events of that film affected him. Like, yeah, like oh, in the long term, like 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 actual like physical or I suppose maybe mental and emotional trauma inflicted on him by those events as as someone who did peak out and then just never really recovered from it. It doesn't seem like he even tried to recover after yeah. that. And like, by the way, you were right. It, it was it. Uh, the movie came out in '84 as well. Okay, all right. And uh, uh, uh I don't. It, it. The word is elusive to me, but <laughs> you you instantly become interested in his life because I mean, you see this guy like just spiraling, kind of. You kind of catch up with him in the midst of this downward spiral. And he, oh yeah, you frying bologna. Like that's the saddest just, breakfast I've ever seen in my it's entire just life. Sad. He's out there living in the valley over in Reseda, and uh, drinking shitty beer all the time. Yeah, which is uh, it, it's like it's terrible. Well, it, I know again, it's cheap, but and well, and Reseda is one of the first reference, not a reference necessarily, but the, one of the first iterances of the show um, flipping the paradigm because Reseda was where mm-hmm. uh, Larusa came from. Was. Yeah, yeah, in 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 the first film. So now that's where Mister Rich and Sino Man. Johnny came from now is now living in Reseda, the poor side of the town, not doing so well. And he's kind of a hard ass. You know, he makes, he makes the immigrant joke right off the bat with his new neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Not a good start for Mr. Diaz with, with Mr. Yeah. With, uh, with Mr. Lawrence, Johnny Lawrence. Lawrence thank yeah. you. Ugh. Sorry. I was trying to remember his last name the entire time. But yes, yeah. <laughs> so we get the initial meeting between Miguel Diaz and Johnny Lawrence, and it doesn't go well. <laughs> we see that Miguel's a no, nice Johnny's kid. Johnny's a real dick. <laughs> yeah, real dick, real dick. But we meet Miguel, he seems like a nice enough kid, and then we kind of start to follow him as he goes off to school to, uh, what is it, West Valley High, I think it is? Yeah, I think so. And and we immediately see him and, and the, the small group of they're not even friends necessarily. they're just like there's like these social outcasts yeah. the other nerds yeah and and how they're they're picked on and, and bullied in schools and stuff like that and like you said you know we the show does a really great job of showing bullying and, and i think of really real light oh absolutely yeah so uh, again i don't things that are geared towards kids i'm always nervous about because i, I feel like i'm i don't understand kids nowadays but i understand bullying i get it yeah so it's kind of like this weird universal language that, uh, you know, crosses a spectrum of age. I, I really love the way they handle bullying in this show because, you know, as soon as the, the Cobra Kai kids start to get a little confidence, they just basically flip everything and become bullies well, and become shitty people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. we haven't even gotten there yet. But yeah, yeah, you're, I mean, yeah. you're 100% right. I mean, the, the, the idea – and I think that's where – well, again, I don't know if I want to get too far ahead just yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because because very much at first, I mean, Cobra, you know, Johnny wants to bring Cobra Kai back to kind of write his own personal ship, but he he 
he he gets physically involved in Diaz's problems uh, in front of like the that weird. Oh, uh, that's because they messed up his car. Well, they messed up his car. You're right. But yeah, but he has to beat his, beat the asses of teenagers. Very Mr. Miyagi style, if you do recall. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was 100%. He's just like more of a more of a drunk, beaten down Mr. Miyagi than what we saw in 84. Yeah. yeah, I was like, because I don't think when uh, when Mr. Miyagi shows up at the, the Halloween, you know, to rescue Daniel at the dance, I don't think those kids get a punch in on Miyagi. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, I think Pat Morita just whoops their ass. <laughs> I think you're right about that. But again, Johnny, you know, he's—I mean—he's having like nasty three-day-old pizza, and you know, he's chugging his Coors banquet. I mean, oh, did it bother you that the guy was holding it in his hand like oh that? My God, it was, it was so gross. <laughs> I was like, why? Who holds a pizza like that? I just shook my head. I was like, this is how COVID started, isn't it? <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, that's a California thing. Shut that state down. Oh, hey, man, we put the letters out in our windows, all right? We know what the grade, grade quality food is. I don't think that, that I don't think that convenience store had a grade in it. Oh, <laughs> but I basically, it I mean, basically, it's like a Seven Eleven slice of pizza that's been spinning in the yeah. heat lamp for you know forty four hours, and the guy has a bandaid on his finger. That, it's disgusting. <laughs> sometimes that pizza is really good, you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not saying I'm above eating Seven Eleven slices of pizza. Depends how much banquet you had. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's always zero. But, <laughs> but so I mean, that's kind of the 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 crux of the show. Is like Johnny gets back into. He decides he's gonna bring back the thing that was important to him when he was a teenager, which is uh, Cobra Kai, and he's gonna teach mm-hmm. young Mister Diaz the ways of Cobra Kai, which is strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir. Yeah, that's right. And and we get, I guess well, we get the the first like montage of like instead of you know instead of the training scene where he's learning muscle memory, he's just making Diaz clean up his shitty office. Do any way you want to watch me to wash the windows? What the fuck do I care? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's a hundred percent. You're right. I mean, it's and like it, the 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 show definitely grows into like the the philosophical differences between Miyagi's teaching and Cobra Kai's teaching, which is again another aspect of the show. You're like, oh my god, this is fascinating as they kind of explore the yeah. different ideologies. Uh, but it, it but it's also funny to see because because Johnny is sort of the Miyagi in this story, but because he was raised by Cobra Kai philosophies, his teaching methods yeah. are completely different. And it's just like, no, just clean the toilet. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just do it. I yeah. don't want to do it. But of course, to 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 every Cobra Kai, there has to be a Miyagi, right? So we get the reintroduction of Daniel, Daniel who, again, Johnny and Daniel are, are such two sides of the same coin in the show that exploring the differences and, and, the, and the parallel between them both is, is just so fascinating to see. Uh, especially as we are reintroduced to Daniel, as he, um, as we meet a Daniel who's very uh, confident, <laughs> maybe maybe mm-hmm. maybe arrogant, very successful, <laughs> very successful. He's now the upper crust guy. He kind of has that life that Johnny had when he was a teen. You know, he's the one living in the in the hills and in, in Encino and stuff like that. He's yeah. a successful car dealer. He's got his name all over Ventura Boulevard, which Johnny can't stand seeing. Which. To me, I sort of wonder, like, why don't you just move? But whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because he had, uh, I mean, all right, his son, which who, who we haven't talked about yet, but his son lives around there. Right. And we find, even yeah. though That's... their relationship is at best strained. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Yeah, and then again, that's that's part of like the this, this uh super fallible antihero that Johnny kind of is is like he, that he's he's ruined his life at every turn. You know, he has a failed marriage, he has a fail a failed relationship with his son, who we do meet, and that's a whole another thing. But again, just yeah. <laughs> another element that, that kind of gets you to root for Johnny to get his shit together because you kind of want to see him repair that relationship. Oh, absolutely. But it, but the show kind of but these characters, Johnny and Daniel, once they once their worlds kind of start to collide again, uh, and they collide again partially because of Daniel's a situation Daniel's daughter gets herself into where they crash into Johnny's prized Trans Am yeah. and total it, and they, they total it and it, gets, and it gets towed to Larusso's auto shop to get repaired, and that's how they kind of come together mm-hmm. again. And that's that's the kind of the meeting that, that sparks all every, everything else. I love that scene though when he's just trying to get out of there as fast as he can. Oh, it's <laughs> he so knows Daniel's somewhere around. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and you know I mean, the the thing we didn't talk about too is I mean Larusso has basically made his entire gimmick as as a salesman about the 1984 All Valley Karate Tournament. So it's yeah. all at Johnny's expense. I mean, so every time he sees the we kick the competition. Kick the competition. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I mean, it just—it's like rubbing salt in a wound, right? Oh, absolutely. Especially, it's an illegal kick. Everybody knows that. <laughs> You're not wrong, sir. You're not wrong. <laughs> He's a cheater. Yeah. I, it, oh God, it's just—it's so fascinating to watch these two when they when they do get together because, like I said, there there's uh, some parallels, my favorite parts of the some show. similarities between the two. Like they're not all that different if they would just—and you see elements of it, like when they get drunk. And they kind of get along. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, or oh. when they're driving in the car and they're listening to the music and they're both bobbing their head and you're like, this is the love story I didn't know I wanted, but I want them to be friends so badly on the show. And shit always goes wrong right when they start to become friends. Yeah. And it drives me insane. And that's how I know I'm enjoying the show because I'm so invested in them becoming friends. Yeah. Again, like you said, it kind of goes like to that nostalgia aspect of it. But you, I mean, you are completely invested in in in, in the story with with Daniel. Uh, Daniel, no, I'm sorry, not Daniel. Or so. I mean, I'm sorry. You're, you're invested in in Miguel's story. I was trying to say Diaz, but I said Daniel. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miguel Diaz. You're 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 also interested in what's going on with him and the bullying, and yeah, everything going on in that high school, which again is something that they did a good job of making the high school not so unrelatable, so that old guys like you and I can still right. like process it. Yeah, because most of it takes place in like the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like <laughs> so you, you see very little classroom stuff. Well, yeah, and, and the thing, I mean, let's be honest, like the lunchroom was like basically class warfare. I mean, it yeah. was you know the haves and the have-nots kind of situation there. Mm-hmm. And and uh, oh, most definitely, you know, and and we get to the point where again, the Cobra Kai's back, the the dojo's open, but but Diaz is the only student, right? You know, <laughs> and it isn't until. And this is another, again another thing that the show's done so well is when there's the big fight in the lunchroom with Miguel. Oh, that's a great fight! Everyone in the school recording it and uploading it to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden now Johnny has people who want to come. All these people who are in the schools who don't want to be bullied anymore, who want to learn how to fight back. Uh, it, it, the show makes a couple of interesting observations about the current generation of of, of kids, and I'll just use Johnny word Johnny's word <laughs> of they're soft. And we'll just kind of yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think he uses soft. He, <laughs> he uses another. He uses another. He uses another word. Yeah, it starts with a P and ends with a Y. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> just because I don't want to offend any any cool young kids who oh. might be listening. Yeah, that's true. So it, 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 yeah, 
Johnny's opinion of, of the current generation is interesting to say the least. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Johnny but, when he when he learns about cyberbullying. <laughs> his reaction yeah. is priceless. And you, you think he's going to be like empathetic <laughs> for like one second, and then he goes on a tire, and you're like, "Oh wait, yeah, this is Johnny Lawrence. Never mind." Yeah, this is Johnny I'm Lawrence, sorry. the man, the king of 1984. Like, this is like, that's, he... my, that's on me. <laughs> like. I had the exact same reaction to it. There's so many wonderful things with with his interaction with these kids. Um, it's so good and. Yes, he's his method, his thinking's a little outdated, but Cobra Kai's methodologies are sound karate wise, I suppose. <laughs> I would assume so. Like, you know, what's the best defense? More offense. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's you know, it's a Vince Lombardi at his best, right? What what, what is he gonna run the sweep? <laughs> he well sweep the leg. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you got there with me. (laughs) Tie it all together. (laughs) So eventually season one kind of, I don't, again, we're not going to go beat by beat into every, every little aspect of the show, but this season one does culminate with, you know, that year's, I guess it's the 2018 all Valley karate tournament. So we get to go, go kind of go back to all those stomping grounds. And at the same time, as we're, we're following Johnny and, and uh, Miguel's story as they're, as it's kind of weaving through and we're kind of seeing the return of Cobra Kai, we're seeing uh, Daniel, Kind of be a, especially the first four-ish episodes, be a real jackass about trying to stop yeah. Cobra Kai from coming back because well, he finds yeah, it so starts, fundamentally wrong. He starts to unravel a little bit, and and maybe that's due to like the past trauma from his, you know, exactly past trauma. Daniel's past and, trauma as well is equally important to Johnny's past traumas. Yeah, so you know they're both shitty to each other. Yeah, and you know. It, Shit fucks you up for a long time. Yeah, like those those scars stay with you for an insanely long amount of time. I mean, again, Dano just happened to be in a position where he could put that kind of trauma to benefit him with the kind of like the stories that he uses to build his reputation, you know, across the valley as the top car salesman. You know, it's all, all stuff he was able to build on, in a sense. But it's still there. Like that 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 hurt is still inside of him, and it, it leads him to do some really bad things. Oh yeah, yeah, getting his rent raised. Yeah, and it takes his wife <laughs> pointing out the fact. That, yeah, well, and it, and it takes his wife to point out the fact that like you just bankrupted all the other businesses in the shopping center just to shut down Cobra Kai. Yeah, and you know, and this yeah, he effed that that vape store that's there <laughs> in the mini mart. In the mini mart, yeah, I can't remember. I think it's Vape City is vape. what it is. I think you're watching right. it. Like it's the biggest sign you've ever seen. And, yeah, it, you know, you see like this uh, Daniel LaRusso is just very, uh, f- so focused on destroying Cobra Kai, he's not concerned about what's going on around him, which is, you know, very much the antithesis of what he was taught from Mr. Miyagi and those things. You know, it was like a vendetta yeah. at that point. And, and like you said, the, the show does so well at hitting those nostalgic high points so that if you are a fan of the series, when, when Daniel realizes that he's been doing the wrong things and he kind of starts to go back to Miyagi philosophies... And when he kind of like reopens his home, his home stu- uh, training dojo, yeah, you, you get the chills a little bit. Oh, of course. Yeah, look at the like playing the music, like Miyagi's picture. Yeah, that's oh, great. Again, it's 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 not fan service when it's done appropriately and and in the right amounts. And and this show mm-hmm. is so equally measured on all those things that yeah, yes, you and me who watched these movies when we were kids love that stuff, but. I would imagine a younger audience who's who's there for Miguel and Sam and Robbie, 
they, I don't imagine they're completely turned off by it, seeing these old guys have these memories. <laughs> yeah. And and they do, like, flashbacks and stuff, so you know. But, like, uh, when Miguel takes uh, LaRusso's daughter out for a date, they go to the same, like, putt-putt place. They go, yeah, they go to the, yeah. And, and the same music's playing, and you're like, oh, shit, that's awesome. Don't mention it anymore. Like, just go from there. Like, and that's the type of nostalgia I like. Like, it, you know, it was just a little shout out that, hey, we're back at the putt-putt place. It's going to be awesome. Well, they, they start talking about, about balance being one of Miyagi's main themes and it becomes a, a theme of the show mm-hmm. uh, throughout those first two seasons of of you know the, everything has to be in balance for the characters to do what they're supposed to do but it's, it's also kind of like the philosophy of the show because you, you want to balance nostalgia against new and you want to balance right. the action versus like the character driven stuff I mean the show is so nuanced it, it, it handles old and new characters like so freaking well that they all are insanely believable yeah well I mean uh, for a second look at like a hawk's journey mm-hmm how he started out as Eli with, uh, I, I guess, a cleft lip that was repaired. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that's what the scar is from. Yeah, I think it was a cleft palate And thing. just being bullied all his life. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you you root for him once he starts to get confidence in Cobra Kai. And then just the way he starts treating his old nerd friends after, you know. Yeah, I mean, Dimitri is obviously the obvious reference, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, he's shitty to Dimitri almost from the get but he's still trying to get Dimitri to join in with Cobra Kai, even though that's not Dimitri's thing. Well, it's it, it's interesting. Again, it's it's kind of like the way the, the way some of like the philosophies are being twisted. Like like you know, Johnny, when when Eli is first there before he's Hawk, you know, teases him mm-hmm. as well, calls him Lip, and and all that stuff, and, yeah. and tells him he needs to flip the script. So when Eli flips the script to become Hawk <laughs> with the giant mohawk and everything like that, he, and but the he tattoo. but it's 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 he's not, I, I, and I think it's something to be something they explore in season three a little bit more. But he's not processing his pain; he's just trying to forget it and bury it completely. Mm-hmm. So he's, not, you know, the trauma's still there, and now he just is empowered to take it out on people. Right, and that's why I think that's a common thing, especially with kids, mm-hmm. is just to like try and bury shit and move on. You know, yeah, don't actually deal with it. Right. So I. Like, like, little spoiler, like, I think Hawk is going to be the major villain <laughs> in season three, especially after what happened in two. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you, like I said, I think season one is almost pitch perfect, and it ends with the All-Valley yeah. Tournament and, and things going right, and Cobra Kai on the rise. Cobra Kai basically kind of getting back on top by the end of season one. But you start to see cracks in the Cobra mm-hmm. Kai philosophy, and, and Johnny sees those cracks as well. You know, he sees... Hawk's attack from behind, and then uh, Miguel the going after shoulder. the injured shoulder and stuff like that, and and you know it 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 makes you pause and kind of rewatch the 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 fight scene the the I'm sorry the tournament from the original film, where you see that Johnny wanted to beat Daniel on his own. He didn't want to sweep the leg. He didn't want to start pounding on his knee. Yeah. But that's what Kreese told him to do. Yeah, well, Kreese is a piece of shit. Yeah, but it, but it's it's interesting to go back and look at the expression that, that, that William Zabka has on his face as Kreese is telling me things because he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, he wants to win his way because he thinks, you know, he's better. Yeah. So this philosophy that, that, that Johnny's all about, I think deep inside he knows there's flaws to it, but he think, he, I think he thinks he can fix it because he's not Kreese. So he can steer these kids the right way and kind of direct that in the way that he thinks is best so that it's not this no-mercy stuff that's going to get them killed in life at some point. 
excuse me, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And sorry, then, too much beer, too fast. <laughs> hey, and how does I'm trying not to burp real loud on the podcast. So I was like, that won't sound great. No, and, and you know, kind of like what we talked about already, season two just kind of picks up those themes. It's like the, the cracks in Cobra Kai are there. Johnny's trying to pull it together, but a certain element comes back. I can't believe he lets that element back in with the cracks that he's already seeing. Like, I get it. He feels bad for him, and he was like a father figure. Yeah. And of course, we're talking about Crease. We're talking about Crease. Crease <laughs> comes back. I mean, you probably have seen the trailers by now. You know he's back. Yeah. And it's it's a great entrance at the end of season one. I remember watching it and being like, "Holy shit, they got Crease to come back!" Because they they make a point of saying he's dead yeah. a few episodes before. That's right. So and when I was originally watching this a few years ago, I wasn't checking IMDb to see, you know, I don't like to spoil that much shit for myself when I'm watching something new. I agree. So it was one of the few nice, just once again, nostalgia, just done right. When Kree shows up and you're like, Oh shit, Cobra Kai is really going to get into it next year. Yeah. I mean, well, and they make a thing of it. Cause you know, like I said, Johnny's trying to do Cobra Kai his way. Cause he knows that what Kree taught them was, was not, Right, but he knows there was a lot of good in Cobra Kai because what was I thought was really cool too was there's a couple episodes where we see where we see flashbacks of Johnny as a kid pre Cobra Kai, and you know yeah a little bullied you know not tormented in the way that some of these kids are in the in the modern timeline, um, but you know picked on and you know undersized and and you know easily pushed mm-hmm. around, and he goes to Cobra Kai yeah. and he finds that confidence. So I think he, he he's trying to figure that out. For, for Diaz and for Hawk and, and for Aisha and the other characters. Um, but I think in his heart, he knows there's, there's a lot of stuff wrong in that, in that Cobra Kai philosophy, but he's, he's trying to work it out. But having Kreese come back is not... <laughs> ooh! Kreese doesn't play by, his, by Johnny's rules. No, and Johnny just lets him in. Like, way too quick. I was like, no, you should keep this guy away. Like, he strangled you. <laughs> Yeah, like he was gonna murder you yeah. in 1984, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we should also, we should also mention that at this point too, uh, because again, Daniel's a, a big a big part of season one as he's trying to find ways to kind of limit Cobra Kai. But it's not until season two that he decides that it's time to reopen the Miyagi do- dojo as as a sort of counterbalance to the aggressive aggressive ways of Cobra Kai. And that's when you get to some really fun stuff too. As, as like I said, as you kind of start to f- explore the different philosophies of the two uh, dojos, and again, Kreese's presence there, it just the show just fucking escalates. Like the tension in season two is off the charts. As it ends, oh, yeah. ends up just all out karate war in in, in season two. Oh, in this. Oh my god. By the season and finale. When I first watched it, I was like, "Why are like teachers trying to break this up?" And then they show the like. And the one teacher comes up and was like, nope, <laughs> and then, like, leaves. Well, listen, I was like, okay, that makes more sense. Like, that fight at the end is bananas. It's, it's off the charts bananas, and it, it's so good. And I, I won't oh, say yeah. more than that because I can get into real – I don't. again, we don't want to do too many spoilers. But I, I will say one thing about the show. If I, if I wanted to poke holes in any one aspect of the show, it's this. There are two things that I've noticed in this show that would make it very, very different. One, if anyone had conflict resolution skills – that were nonviolent. Uh-huh. And two, yeah, yeah. does anyone know how to call the cops? Well, three, <laughs> communication skills. Because no one tells anyone what they're actually feeling or thinking ever in this show. Well, that's I, I, I looped that into, into conflict resolution. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. But yeah, you're right. I that's, mean, 
I was like, if like Miguel would just say like, you know, how he feels or uh, what's the Russo's daughter? Sam. Sam. If Sam, you know, Sam, Johnny's kid, uh, Robbie. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like I get it. Teenage, you know, they don't talk or want to talk about their feelings as much as they probably should. And as a healthy adult, I can say that. Well, again, I, I, I think that plays into the way season two ends ends up because, you know, we, we've talked about it before, how like the week when they get power is now corrupting them. And the, the Cobra Kai students are all basically have been bullied, have been picked on, have had terrible things happen to them in their lives. And yeah. instead of having a person to help them process the trauma and to heal from the trauma, they have someone like Kreese helping influence them now and who, who just wants to take that anger and direct it into a fist to punch people in the face with. I mean, all these Kreese. kids are, are traumatized and, and now they're being given the tools to beat the shit out of people with that trauma. <laughs> it's fascinating. Well, it's great. It's oh, it's so fascinating. Right. Uh, the 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 other female character who comes in is like the counter the counter to Sam, um, Tori. Tori, just like yeah. unbelievably angry and vicious, and just like Chris is probably prized pupil. Yeah, uh, that's like as soon as she shows up, I'm like, what makes her so angry besides being just a teen? <laughs> there there are rumors that she's gonna have connections to somebody else in, in, in Karate Kid lore. Oh, probably like um, the Karate Kid three villain. That guy, possibly, yeah. Like, we're, we're, there, so, and there's been rumors that he wants to come back and be on on the show and, and stuff like that. But like, that's speculation. Yeah. Oh, Hillary Swank's daughter. <laughs> Something. I mean, that's the rumor that's been being bandied about for a little while now about her. Because, like I said, yeah. I uh, on the introduction to the show, I mentioned, um, and I should. By the way, I probably should apologize during the introduction. I was like shot out of a cannon. I was so excited to talk about the show. I was probably talking <laughs> a thousand miles a minute. So hopefully, it was understandable. That I was trying to say good things. <laughs> yeah, it's a great play. Everyone, go out and watch it immediately. But I, you know, after watching the show, I mean, I, I watched it. I, I watched all two seasons in all two. It sounds like a lot, but it's not. Yeah. It's twenty episodes. But I watched twenty episodes in, in about four days, which is pretty good for me. Yeah, uh, it helps. That's incredible for you. It helps that they're. <laughs> it helps that they're thirty minutes long. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really good for you. I mean, it is a two-year-old show. Yes, but I wanted to get caught up. But I, I, after watching, though, I couldn't help but go online and start, and start trying to find articles and interviews and all kinds of uh, tidbits and nuggets. Because, I mean, again, the show is so good. I don't think it has any business being this good, but I'm so glad that it is. I could not have been more surprised at how good it was. Because like, you saw the trailer and you're like, oh, this is going to be a lot. Like the, the first one they put out where you're like, oh, it's going to be a lot of just nostalgia nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just so good. It hooks you in immediately. And it, like you said, I think it hooks everybody in, whether you've seen the first movie or not, because they do enough flashbacks and, you know, you know, filling you in on what happened that you don't have to go back and rewatch the three movies. No, or we, four movies, I'm sorry. But, you know, they, they get into it in season two, and I was kind of glad they did because I had completely forgotten about Karate Kid 3. <laughs> And that Daniel, Daniel is not, a Cobra Kai yeah, for a little while. I completely forgot about that. Like yeah. when they showed the scene of him bleeding from the, I remember that. And like, I remember like him climbing on a cliff to get a bonsai tree, I believe. I don't remember three well enough at all. Uh, 
Uh, I remember like there was a face on a magazine that said like karate's bad boy. <laughs> like that's it. Like those are the three things I remember from that movie. Back when karate magazines were really cool. Yeah. Well, Johnny still has one. Well, <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Johnny also has the El McPherson swimsuit issue. It's uh, you know, I think the the, the pawn shop dealer says it's lo- loved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Johnny the pawn but, shop also a good time. I mean, they they also make references to the second one. Mm-hmm. Where honestly, Johnny should be more mad at that guy because that guy tried to legit kill him during a festival, not a tournament. <laughs> the villain from the second one, uh, Sa- Sato. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, th- I thought you said Johnny should be mad. No, uh, I might have. <laughs> Daniel should be more mad I, at Johnny. I, I got confused. Plus, you know. No, no, no. I I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, but it, it's it's fun the way it's kind of woven the the entire mythology. Of, of all the films together, the 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 guys in charge of the show, um, whose names I had written down, but I seem to have misplaced the paper now. Let me pull it up real fast here. Words, but I mean, you could tell they were fans, and they actually did a great job, like an an absolutely fantastic job of weaving everything together. And so I, I can't give the show enough praise. Mm-hmm. No, you're. That's exactly what I was going to uh, say. So. Yeah. Well, like of everything that came out on YouTube TV, like their their red brand, mm-hmm. there are only two shows I watched. I watched this show and another very funny show called "Come On, Do You Want to See a Dead Body," <laughs> which um, it's the actor from the you'll know him from the League, the Sex Russell, the Sex Addict. Okay, okay. I forget, I forget what his name is right now, off the top of my head. But basically, he takes a different celebrity guest. And they're always doing something. He's like, you want to see a dead body real quick? They're 15-minute episodes of just banana shit happening, of going to see a random dead body. So the, 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 I, and, want to, I want to give the main credit to somebody real quick, though. Or I'm sorry, yeah. are, you, are you still going on about no, the no, dead no. body show? No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> uh, Josh Hill, John Hurwitz, uh, Hayden Schlossberg, and then uh, Michael Jonathan Smith are like the main dudes behind the show. Uh, Michael, Michael, Michael Jonathan Smith, mostly to do with the writing, but uh, Schlossberg... Hurwitz and Heald, who I have uh, been bothering on Twitter a lot lately because I have so many questions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they're nice guys. They've they've liked a couple of my tweets, so <laughs> I appreciate oh, that's that. That's nice. Yeah. I, well, their shows blowing up all over again because it's on Netflix now. And people have lost their minds. Yeah, it's so good. And uh, Rob Hubel is the actor I was talking about. Rob so. Hubel. There you there go. We go. All right, it's a great show. You can find it on YouTube or whatever, wherever it is now. Well, let's let's be honest. YouTube or Netflix snatched up this show, not that one. Boom. No, that one was canceled <laughs> a couple of years ago, but it was a funny fifteen minute show where, that you could watch like on a walk or something. So <laughs> or your lunch break. So so not doing spoilers. It does kind of limit the scope of what we can talk about. But I think we've kind of hit on most of our our main themes. You know, like like how especially in season one is like an inversion of the first film. You know, the stuff about mm-hmm. the bullies, the idea, the idea, the battle of the ideological philosophies between Kobukai and, and Miyagi Do. Um, and again, like I said, it's really great the way they make you root for Johnny. Like, or they don't make you, but the way you, you want to root for Johnny to succeed, to get oh, his yeah. life back on track. And the, some of the hints of what's to come, I guess I should say, for, for mm-hmm. season three. Because guess what? I don't know if you know this. Season three is done. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just in a can somewhere taunting me from a distance. <laughs> it is. It is. 
So I was so excited to get into this show. I've, I've been very fired up for this podcast that we, we skipped the key part of, of the TomCast podcast, which is uh, talking about what beer we're drinking. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> Look how excited you are. I know. Uh, the what, do first, you, what do you got, bud? The first beer I was drinking was uh, Southern Bell by Three Stars Brewing, which I drank on this podcast again. Or before. Sure, again. sure, sure, sure. Uh, the next one I'm going to drink is a Stone Tangerine Express <laughs> Hazy oh. IPA. Hey, there you go. From the San Diego's. I know it well. That's right. It's, it's That's I was like, I should get one of my California beers out of there and drink some hazy on a nice sunny day. Ooh, it's hot as shit here. How about how about Maryland? It's actually pretty nice. Got hit by a tornado the other day. Oh fuck! <laughs> so that cooled things off a little bit. <laughs> That'll do it. But yeah, it's, it's September in Maryland, so it's still humid, but it's not August in Maryland. Gotcha. Uh, I'm I'm also having a show that I've I've had on this podcast before. Uh, it's one of my current favorites. It is the Beach Retreat collaboration between Pizza Port and Beachwood Brewing. Nice West Coast IPA. That uh, uh maybe with Citra Strata Idaho Seven and the Mandarina hops, baby. Seven point two percent. That sounds good. And it's a crusher. I got to get out to San Diego and drink a bunch of beer. That's all you can do with COVID. I just buy beer and drink it at home. Hmm. Well, that's all you could do here too. I mean, it's I bought a ridiculous amount of beer on Friday for no reason. Like for like I bought You're off Monday thirty six thirty six cans for myself. You're off Friday. Monday, man. That's reason enough, buddy. Don't worry. Like, yeah, that's true. That's why that's why I'm drinking right now during this podcast. Don't worry. I don't have to work tomorrow. Yes, right. Well, listen, we're we're kind of wrapping it up, but I did want to say that yeah, season three of Cobra Kai. I mean, it's it's been planned for 2021 but it's ready to go you know maybe if the internet rallies we can get it to come out by, by christmas i don't know what do you think uh no i think it's gonna be early next year yeah my, my guess is january maybe uh, february yeah but uh do you think this is the season we're gonna get johnny and daniel to merge their styles that is, and well, get the ultimate karate champion. Well, I, I don't want to hold on. Some of the speculation could be considered spoilery, so we got to be careful. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Spoiler. Like, sorry, they're not together yet. No, they're they're, they're definitely not, and in, in a lot of ways, they might be further apart than ever. But there might be huh. an opportunity for reconciliation, possibly. Though this show uh, seems uh, to like to like to like to taunt us with those possibilities and then slap us in the face for thinking it. I know. It's like every it's time so these people are gonna be friends, something terrible happens. And it always gets worse. <laughs> it always gets worse. Yeah, it's like it's always a much worse thing. We 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 talked about how season two uh, becomes like just all out karate war by the end, and I mean it's it, it you, know, you that sounds pretty badass until you realize the consequences of these actions, and it oh yeah, and that'll be a, a, a theme for season three for sure is is the consequences of all this and and again more exploring of the philosophies. Uh, maybe Daniel will finally get off his high horse because he's been very. Very arrogant and very uh, condescending to Johnny because he Daniel considers himself right all the time in every situation. Never wants to let Johnny have the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but you got to look at Johnny's done some bad decisions. I understand, but the the, the inc- in this show the incident I'm referring like, to is 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 involves D- Daniel's daughter. So I assume I know he's being emotional. Oh yeah, yeah that's a great. Like you've been waiting so long for what happened <laughs> yes. to finally happen that you're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But like you're breaking shit and you're you're breaking wood in your own house. Uh, but but I, I mean to sort of, I, I don't know if I can put a bow on it because I mean the show ends on such a huge cliffhanger. You can't really wrap up a podcast yeah. that talks about the first two seasons with a nice bow. Um, but I just want to kind of point out again, everything this show done has done so far has been so well measured out and so well considered. Um, I mean you just have to go along for the ride because you're I, I don't see how the show cannot deliver good stuff at this point. I, I can't either, like, especially because there's there's another person from the movies supposed to come back from season three. Shh, we won't talk about it. Shh. <laughs> I know she might not show up, and it'll make me very sad because <laughs> uh, she ain't on the boys no more. <laughs> Spoiler for season one of the boys. Oh man, yeah, oh, yeah. It, I, I can't help it but gush about the show because it just completely blew me out of the water. But now I'm all in, and I think, and, and apparently America is all in. Because again, That's, like, number one streaming show on Netflix for two weeks two weeks in a row. It's I'm so happy about it. Like I can always say that I saw them when they were an indie band <laughs> playing at somebody's state fair. That's but right. Welcome on. Like we can go see them at the MCI Center, which is not called that anymore. It's the Verizon Center. Is it even that anymore? I don't even know anymore. I think it's isn't it the Verizon Center? I think it is the Verizon Center. You see the phone booth, but now it's like the cable box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the cable box or something like that. Uh, actually, no, it's Cap One Center now. Oh Jesus! Duh. Okay, because <laughs> because I was like, they, they should go back to calling it the Cap Center, and they don't because they're assholes. Yeah. So again, I don't think I can put a bow on 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 these two seasons or anything because I mean, there's so much left hanging by the end of season two. Uh, all I can say is that it's just an insanely well executed series, uh, and anyone who is thinking about the show thinking about watching it or considering it or maybe you dismissed it out of hand because you're like, oh, just just, just pure nostalgia bullshit. Uh, you're wrong. And, and and stop waiting. Get on board. There's plenty of room on the bandwagon still, like we said earlier. Uh, it's just, it's it's quality television. It, it's fun. It's well-written. The acting is great. Yeah. Even, like, I hate kid actors. Yeah. They're the, good. The kid who's playing Miguel is fantastic. All of like, them. You're, you're, all of them. They, I, I, yes. I've come around on all of them. I, I thought a couple of them at first were a little off, but no, no, no. They got they hit their stride. Yeah. Once they, once they all settle in, because mm-hmm. Sam, Sam in the first couple episodes is a little one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Well, so's Robbie. It's at, 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 in season one, but he, yeah. he gets a little more texture to him later. Yeah. It's a it's a great show. It, it, it to me it's probably the best example of of balancing like nostalgia and fan service. With a, just like really compelling and exciting stories, with exciting and well nuanced characters, well developed characters, characters we thought we knew that are so much more complex than, than what we've seen before. Oh, absolutely! Like nobody is the white knight hero that Daniel Larusso is portrayed in the original Karate Kid. You know, and 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 uh, uh, Johnny starts to talk about that, but towards the end of season two, about living in the gray. And it's not a black yeah. and white world anymore and, and stuff like that. And uh, again, I think he kind of foreshadows a bit of what's coming for season three because, man, I, I, all I got to say is I can't wait for that show to come back. Oh, I can't either. It, it's weird to, to say that, like, because I mean, it, it reveals that I'm, I'm completely out of the loop. But, like, it's almost like Cobra Kai like, is, is, like, the weird surprise hit of 2020 because, <laughs> like, 75 to 80% of the country didn't watch it on YouTube. Oh, I think it's way more than that. <laughs> Maybe 90%. Yeah, I'd say ninety percent. Like, unless you had like you know YouTube red because you hate commercials on YouTube, or 
you hated the internet company or the cable companies and you got you cut the cord like I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I wanted to have you on again because uh, you were the guy who told me about the show two years ago. And I just kind of like tucked in my back pocket. I was like, oh, whatever. If it's ever free, maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> now you folks know at home, know how it is when I talk to Tom, where I say, Tom, you should watch this. And he's like, mm, whatever. I'm Mr. Popcast. And then he just walks away. <laughs> Like, I'm the Johnny Lawrence of this story. I I do like Iron Eagle, and there probably will be an Iron Eagle podcast at some point. (laughs) I should watch Iron Eagle again. I probably haven't seen that since it was on, like, WDCA 20 back in the day on, like, a Sunday morning. Oh, no, I've watched it on Amazon, like, in January. It was was, was (laughs) rad. It was rad. I felt like Johnny, uh, right, Johnny Lawrence sitting there drinking my banquet beer, watching, <laughs> watching some, some, play cassette tapes. some Louis Gossett Jr. kick ass in an F-16 fighting Falcon. Yeah, like if I wanted to watch an old Louis Gossett Jr., I'd definitely watch Enemy Mine. No, come on, dude, let's not even go down the road with Enemy Mine. I love Enemy Mine. That's a, yeah, that movie's fantastic. Like, I wish they'd remake that movie. You, you can't without Louis Gossett and Dennis Quaid. Come on. You could get two other really good actors to do it. Just get uh, Chris Pratt. <laughs> and I'm trying to think. Uh, Keenan Thompson. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> listen, recasting is a big thing on your show, so I'll save that for when you get to yeah. the Enemy Mind podcast, because I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. It is. Uh, we're going to do a uh, – I think we're going to do a crossover with this show and our show in early November, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, that is the, the – the, the... That is the talk around town, if Reagan can stop dropping beer cans on the floor. <laughs> I know, it's my alarm's going off, I have to turn it off, I apologize, you're going to have to edit this shit out. <laughs> I wondered if it was my alarm, I was con- concerned at first. I thought it was funny, so I'm not editing it out. Haha. So Reagan, you are of the 80s, and that's why you're here. Also, you do get credit for pointing out this show to me two years ago, earlier, that I should have watched it. But I'll, I'll say what then what I said now, what I say now, there's still too many damn streaming services... And it's worse two years later. So luckily oh, yeah, it went to one I have. Now. But so luckily it went to Netflix, which I've had forever. So we're safe. For now. <laughs> for, now for now. All right, Reagan, plug your podcast one more time, my friend. Uh, I'm on the Come On Is Still Good podcast. We're available on, uh, what, is it? what is it now, Apple Podcast? It's not iTunes anymore. No, it's Apple, Apple Podcast. Uh, you got it. Yeah, Apple Podcast. It- Sure, Google Play, all the good stuff. Uh, you can find us at coisgpod.com. The same thing at coisgpod at Twitter and Instagram to find out what fantastic movies we're going to review the next week. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for hanging out and, and, and just kind of uh, experiencing this, my love <laughs> for the show. I, you know, I, I told you how, you know, we texted about it, but I wanted you to see how in love I am I'm with this so- show. I'm so excited that you love it so much. Oh, I'm, I'm, this is how I felt years ago, I'm, alone I'm, on an island. I'm completely enthralled and fascinated, and I would not be terribly shocked if, after The Boys finishes up, that I go back and rewatch this. <laughs> so, Oh, my God. Real quick on The Boys. Fuck you, Amazon. <laughs> Don't get me hooked on crack cocaine, and they cut my supply in half. Well, there goes my sponsorship with Amazon. That was It was hinging, you dependent on this episode. You give me all The Boys. I'll... I'll watch it as I want to watch it. I watched the first three episodes Friday night, and now I'm screwed for a week. I can't ration myself on the boys. I need all ten immediately. Nope. The, the, the first fix for free, and then you gotta <laughs> you gotta wait for the rest. They gotta leave so you wanting more. The, I mean, the, the boys season two is great. Like, go out, watch that immediately. 
Well, I mean, we, we, we talked about this uh, via text to how like, maybe this yeah. is part of the, you know, hey, content's getting a little light. We got to kind of dole it out in small doses now. Maybe, you know, perhaps that's why Netflix is hanging on to Cobra Kai until next season or to next year. I, who knows? Yeah. I don't think they've, anyone's publicly com- come out and commented on it. I don't believe so. I, it's probably what that is because a lot of shit got shut down for months at a time. Yeah, it seems and that... a lot of stuff's not coming back because of that. Yeah. Like they've canceled a ton of shows because the the juice isn't worth the squeeze anymore. Well, I mean, once once Batman gets taken down by COVID, I mean, what are you going to do? Clearly, 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 the Joker's in charge of twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think he has a plan? The Does Joker. he look like the man with a plan? No, he bought that fucking pizza from that mini mart with the band aid <laughs> hand on it. Yeah, <laughs> he gave it to Batman. Like, it's like, can you rub, rub your hands on it a little bit, please? <laughs> I'm giving this to Batman. He's gonna love it. Yeah, get better, Batman. <laughs> Finish filming so I can watch that movie, please. Please, so I can watch you pummel the shit out of people some more. My God. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. Thanks again for for joining us. We'll catch up with you yeah. for season three for sure, and probably before that as well. Yeah, uh, Discovery's coming out real soon. <laughs> Man, been watching that trailer a lot, getting real psyched to see Andorians running around. Don't 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 remind me that I got to turn CBS All Access back on soon, okay? That's, but we're gonna have two shows to watch together. Oh All right, we'll we'll get to that later. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks for having me. Bye. All right, you ready to begin your training? Yeah, Sensei. What the? Oh! Mercy is for the weak. Here on the street. In competition, a man confronts you. He is the enemy. An enemy deserves no mercy. What is the problem, Mr. Diaz? No problem, Sensei. You, you punch me. I have asthma, so... Not anymore. We do not allow weakness in this dojo. So you can leave your asthma and your peanut allergies and all that other made-up bullshit outside. Is that understood? It's about a way of life. Take that first lesson. Striking first is the initial step towards victory. Okay, like when you're at a party, you see a hot babe. You don't wait for some other guy to go talk to her first, do you? I mean, I've never been to a party, so... Big surprise. All right, look. Striking first is about being aggressive, right? If you're not aggressive, then you're being a pussy, and you don't want to be a pussy. You want to have balls. Don't you think you're doing a lot of genderizing? What? Oh, uh, sorry. Don't you think you're doing a lot of genderizing, Sensei? No, uh, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, uh, my guidance counselor says that certain words perpetuate the sexist worldview that could trigger... Quiet! Hey, there you have it. That was Reagan of the Come On, It's Still Good podcast joining me for a conversation about the Netflix series Cobra Kai. Uh, I think it was a lot of fun. I think we did a fairly decent job of not spoiling anything. Uh, I did want to mention one of the, one of the really uh, unique and, and uh, kind of special episodes... Uh, in season two was a reunion of the original Cobra Kai members from the film, from the Karate Kid film, like the you know Johnny's friends who uh, you know were going against Daniel Larusso in 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 the the first movie, and how they kind of have a reunion around certain events. I won't get into specifics, but there is an episode there. It's really a really strong one. I think it's the sixth episode in season two. Uh, really strong. So be on the lookout for that if you guys get into. Uh, in, in to, if you all get into rewatching the show or, or checking it out for the first time, I should say, I did want to give a little shout out too. Uh, we didn't get into the specifics of the cast. I was so enthusiastic and so fired up to talk about the show in general. We just called the characters by their character names. So I, I wanted to mention uh, 
that it, it I'm going to I'm going to mess up the first name already but Zolo uh, Maduina as Miguel Diaz you have Ralph Macchio coming back as Daniel LaRusso we did mention William Zabka as Johnny Lawrence Courtney Hengliger as Amanda LaRusso uh, Daniel's wife you have Tanner Buchanan as Robbie Keane Mary Mauser as Samantha LaRusso Daniel's daughter Jacob Bertrand as Hawk Nicole Brown as Aisha uh, Gianni Desenzo is Dimitri, and that's kind of the main cast. Is you know you'll see some more recurring characters throughout there, but we should also mention the return. We talked about it already on the show. The return of John Kreese, played once again by the uh, still intimidating Martin Cove. So yeah, that's Cobra Kai, man. I can't even, you know, I I I, I, I hope my enthusiasm on the podcast today was was. Uh, palpable because it's it's insanely legitimate. I, I this show has completely blown me away. Uh, the season two finale took my breath away, uh, um, and I I just think it's a, a show that everyone should, should take the time to try and experience. Uh, it's I don't think it's just for old folks like me, you know, in Reagan who grew up in the '80s, but for anybody, uh, you can watch this with your kids because there's enough there for them. Uh, I think the themes of the show are insanely strong, and obviously bullying is still a thing. Maybe it's taking different forms in 2020 uh but that's talked about in in the show and johnny has very specific feelings about bullying in 2020 uh so it, it's it's a it's a it's a really fun show with with complexity and nuance to it and, and depth and the, again the the battle of themes and ideologies between cobra kai and miyagi do um i the show is so good it was the most surprising thing and i think the the biggest thing i can say about it is i went into the show uh with, with little expectation of anything and it, it it did not. It took one episode to completely shatter those limited expectations I had for it. And uh, again, I think season one's almost perfect, uh, and season two is is really really strong too. A few few lag moments here and there, but a, a really strong show overall. And uh, uh, I hope you guys are, you 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 find people are amongst the many who are watching it on Netflix currently. So hit me up. Let me know what you think. Am I right? Am I wrong? Where, where do you think the show's strongest at? What's the characters that are resonating the most to you? Uh, let me know these things. We're, we are on the social medias. We're at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. Again, I'd love to hear from you about all these fun things going on, the world of Cobra Kai. You know, it, it's not necessarily, in in theory, a main part of... of of the TomCast podcast's manifesto to talk about this stuff, but you know, nostalgia is part of our our gimmick too. So, we're we're gonna talk, keep talking about this kind of show, and 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 especially a, a show with such good quality to it that that, that scratches the fan, the fan service itch and the nostalgia itch, but also gives you so much more for for your your viewing time. And again, at thirty minute increments, uh, you know, a couple episodes, maybe thirty five minutes, um, you're not on the hook for too long either. At the same time, so like they're not demanding that you be there for hours and hours and hours like you can really mow through the season especially if you're having a good time so i I encourage everyone if you have the netflix check out cobra kai i don't think you're going to regret it but again if you do you can yell at me via those social media links that i just handed out to you if you're liking what we're doing here on the tomcast podcast uh please consider becoming a member an official member of pophead nation by joining over at patreon.com forward slash tomcast podcast where uh your contribution gets your name right on the show and possibly will get you access to all kinds of super cool bonus content like the amazing Captain America commentary track that I laid down at the beginning of August. Ooh, and it's September now. It means i got to get another one going. Ooh, coming soon. Coming soon. Thank you to my current Patreons. Thank you to the 
Aspinall Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. He is the co-host of The Ring Ear, a great music podcast that I recommend highly. And perhaps maybe they'll do the, co- the Karate Kid soundtrack at one point. Who knows? Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles. Your support is greatly appreciated. Thank you to the Squid Master General, Brian Broussard, and our newest Pophead member, the New, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Thanks. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all your friends. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and anywhere else you want us, let me know. I'll make sure we get on there, too. And uh, specifically to Apple Podcast listeners, if you have the time and the, uh, the wherewithal, the, the enthusiasm, like I did for this show, write us a five-star review. Those go a long way to helping out get the word about, about what we're doing on the TomCast podcast. And, uh, you know, share the fun. Share the fun with everybody. So I thank you guys so much for listening. I thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the TomCast podcast. This was issue 112, and it was dedicated to Cobra Kai. I hope I've not been speaking too quickly today. I feel like my uh, I'm a little fired up. I'm really enjoying talking about the show, and that sometimes does lead to me talking a bit fast. So if you have to slow down the playback of this episode, I apologize in advance. Anyways, I hope, I guess it's not in advance. You've already listened to it. If I talk too fast, I've, I've upset you already, and I apologize for that from the bottom of my heart. All right, well, we're going to be back later this week. Roger and I will get back together again, and we're going to talk about all the goings-ons in the pop cultures. we got the boys on the Netflix... I'm sorry, we got the boys on Amazon Prime. That's where they're streaming right now. We're going to have the first three episodes of Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. We also have... Uh, we might even get into a little bit of Lovecraft Country for a little bit, too. It looks like it might be shaping up to be a TV-based episode this week. We'll see what happens in the world of pop culture news. That does The news tends to dictate the course of the show. But those are those are three shows that I'm we we will be discussing very very soon on upcoming episodes. So I thank you all once again for listening, and I will I will talk to you all very very soon. Have a great I hope you've had a great holiday weekend, and uh, let's let's roll into the fall and and do good things. All right, okay everyone, ciao babes. Great story, compelling and rich. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year. <laughs> We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah!